Welcome to another edition of TST Quick Splash. I'm your host, Danielle Sperling, and in this bite-sized pod, we've got lots of things coming to you for today's episode. First up, we're going to hear from some of the competitors who raced at the recent Queensland Masters Short Course State Championships and what they liked about racing in Cairns. We're also going to hear from Andrew Donaldson, a recent podcast guest, with his very favourite training session that he does before open water swims. We've also got a world record wrap-up from around the pools this week, going from Canada to Tunisia and back to Australia. And to finish off today's podcast, I have a bit of a personal tale of caution, but not a tale of woe. Stay tuned right to the end of TST Quick Splash to hear all about it. Masters Swimming Queensland held their state short course last week in the glorious outdoor Cairns Pool. Many excited swimmers attended and we caught up with a few of them to hear their thoughts about the championships. First off, we hear from the newly minted Masters Swimming Queensland president, Suzanne Malinkovic. Um, Look, it was my fourth time competing up there and I can tell you that I keep going back because of the quality of the events that we are provided up there. Cheryl, Ted and all the team up at Cairns, they really are seasoned professionals um, with what they do and the the attendance and the quality of swimming uh, certainly delivered and it's a testament to the hard work that they're putting up there. Um, I think one of my favourite moments of the meet would be watching the Miami women's 320 plus relay break the world record in the 4x100 medley relay. Um, I used to laugh that I would thought of retirement of being sitting around and enjoying life at age of 80 and and beyond but um, I think after watching them I I certainly feel like I want to keep kicking on in that pool and keep going because I mean, they, they certainly smashed that world record. 12 seconds off of it was a sensational, sensational effort. Um, look, we knew it was always going to be a serious meet when John Cox came up, um, and he took down a few world records himself as well, and that, that was such a highlight too. But um, I really do believe that the absolute quality certainly showed with the amount of records that were set. Um, I mean, Kansas is a beautiful pool, but the swimmers are what make the event. And, and to have four world records gone, 46 national, 133 Queensland state records, 18 Victorian records, three New South Wales records, and one Northern Territory record, uh, it just really says a lot about the pool, the venue, and the event. And uh, you know, I just can't wait to get back up there for Great Barrier Reef next year and I'm um, really looking forward to our Queensland state titles in Mackay next March as well, 2023. Thanks to Suzanne for her thoughts and wrap-up from Cairns and her experience up there. Um, we will touch more on those world records later on in the um, episode. But next up we hear from gun breaststroke swimmer from Melbourne, Nathan Sable. Hi Danielle, it's Nathan. Just thought I'd update you on my trip to Cairns to swim in the Masters uh, short course champs in Queensland. Um, I thought the event was fantastic. It was extremely well organised, very entertaining, professional, but still maintained a really nice homely vibe. Uh, The local Queenslanders were extremely welcoming to those of us visiting from other states and appreciative of the effort we made in heading up north to take on their extremely competitive and talented swimmers. 
Um, I'd definitely be interested in doing it all again next year. Hope you're well and hopefully see you soon. Thanks, Nathan. I love the fact that you interrupted your work day to uh, to record that for us. And I love the fact that we could hear those office phones ringing in the background. So thank you so much. Next up, we hear from national uh, record holder Chris Savage from the Barbarians Masters Swim Club. Uh, so it's Chris Savage here from the Barbarians Masters Swim Team. Um, I'm just providing my reflections on the... Um, the recent um, Queensland State Short Course Masters Championships that were obviously held over the weekend here in Queensland up in Cairns. Um, It was actually really cool to compete in Cairns because I actually used to live up there and work up there and I used to swim at Tobruk Pool a little bit um, about seven years ago is when I moved away so obviously the pool's been upgraded uh, since then and it's just such an amazing facility because obviously the um, Australian swim team have all their uh, sort of um, camps and stuff there before they head overseas and compete um, and, and obviously the pool's sort of been upgraded to to really um, you know reflect that um, that high standard of um, of swimming that we we want to be producing in Australia so it's just a really good facility great staff um, really friendly staff so shout out to them um, it's really good to, to to see a smile on their face and great service the whole weekend um, and, and of course, a shout out to um, you know Cheryl and the team at Masters Swimming Queensland that actually put on the meet because it was just a really good three days of racing under the sunshine in Cairns. We didn't have a lot of rain. A lot of the rain sort of held off, which was good. Um, my own performances, I was pretty happy with overall. Um, really happy with my middle distance um, events, and my uh, but potentially not uh, not quite as happy with my. Um, my speed. Um, I think that's probably because I was uh, I didn't really back off the training until sort of a couple of days before. So I think my hadn't really given my body enough time to really um, get that early speed back. Um, but I guess I was a bit disappointed. I'm, I'm a breaststroker predominantly, breaststroke and, and medley swimmer. Uh, my my 50 breaststroke wasn't as quick as I wanted it to be. Um, my 25 wasn't either. My 100. Um, <laughs> I sort of uh, had a bit of an odd 100 breaststroke because I actually went faster. I swam a lifetime best, which you, you just can't complain with that. That's, you know, the, the you, you just can't. That's just an amazing performance. So I'm super happy with that. But I, I guess I won the event in uh, Sydney at the Nationals last month. So I was a bit disappointed that I actually got pipped for the gold um, by, by a better swimmer on the day and who absolutely deserved it. And, um, you know, that's what that's what swimming's all about at any level. It's that, uh, you know, what can you do on the day? And, and that performance was better. Um, but I guess I was a bit disappointed because I went out and sort of um, cooked myself in the first 50 uh, a bit more than I would have liked um, and, like, went out super fast and then just didn't have the uh, the speed in the back end to, to back it up because I'd sort of cooked myself. But, um, you know, you can't, like I said, you can't complain with a lifetime best to be swimming those at 30 nearly 35 years of age is pretty amazing um but i did i dropped another second from where i was in sydney in my 200 breaststroke which i actually was a bit surprised with i didn't think i had that in me this week um given especially given that i had probably wasn't as recovered and tapered as i'd like um to have been top performance of the meet for me would have to have been my last event which was the 400 meter breaststroke um which again is not something i do very often because i don't hold them all that often but um I actually uh, broke the national record in my age group, which is 35 to 39 years there in a time of 5.31.96. So um, was absolutely ecstatic. I'm not really one that um, 
likes to sort of physically celebrate, but I must admit I did the fist pump in the air when I realised what I'd achieved. Um, and it was just so cool to be able to do that in such a great facility. Um, what made that really special though, actually, is there's something that's sort of really unique to Masters Swimming um, is the fact that because we are seated in our events in, you know, age group and, and sorry, not in age group, but in seed times um, and, and not sort of age group and gender, um, there was actually a um, lady who's um, same age group as me uh, swimming in the same heat in the 400 breaststroke and um, it was just really nice because we, we finished the race and I said, her name's Shelley. I said to Shelley, oh, how'd you go? And she says, oh, I got, got my record. I got my Queensland record. How good is that? And, you know, we sort of, um, you know, hugged each other because it was a great performance. And then, you know, because I said I got my record too. But what was really special was that we could both swim such great performances in the same uh, same heat of the same race in totally different age groups and just actually get to share that with one another. I think that's something that's really special and unique to that master swimming community in Australia and um, something that I probably hadn't really considered before this meet that I'm really now just really, um, I guess I'm, I'm really in awe or I'm, it's something I appreciate. I've learned, I've, I've actually learned to appreciate that this weekend um, about our sport and, and what what, you know, how we can interact and support each other. Thanks to Chris for that reflection. That was wonderful. Uh, the final person I'd like to hear from today is the very effervescent Cell Cumming from PowerPoints in Melbourne. Let's hear from Cell. Hi, it's Cell Cumming here from the PowerPoints Masters Swimming Club. We are at the Tobruk Memorial Pool in Cairns for the Queensland State Champs. God, it's beautiful. The weather's fabulous and we've had three days of racing and um, surprisingly a little bit faster in a couple of races than nationals. Just putting that down to the program. But um, God, it's been a great comp and um, really lovely to see everyone and as usual, huge shout out to the organisers um, who are all volunteers that have worked tirelessly to put such a fabulous event on. Thanks for that, Cell. I love the authenticity of the starter's gun and voiceover in the background. That's terrific. I could almost feel the heat coming through. Thanks also to Suzanne, Nathan and Chris for sharing their thoughts. I'd really like to put the call out to all our listeners to encourage you to send in your own race reflections. And it can be from a pool comp or from an open water swim or a race, whatever you would like. It's super easy to record it. Um, a few thoughts on your voice memo on your phone, and then you can email it through to us at torpedoswimtalk, which is one word, lowercase, at gmail.com. We can't always use all the recordings that are sent in, but we always try to choose a few. So I'd really love to encourage you to do that. And I look forward to getting some of those voice memos over the next few weeks. As Suzanne mentioned earlier in her reflection, there were four world records broken in Cairns. I wanted to focus on the individual one, though. Um, Three world records were broken by John Cox, who is a previous podcast guest and really moving into this age group this year, 85 to 89 years, has just had a marvellous year. He's been named um, one of Swimming World's Master Swimmers of the Year for 2021 and he's certainly f keeping that going in 2022. So he broke his own 100 fly record that he set at the Australian Nationals a few weeks ago uh, with a 149.41. He also broke the 200 IM. 
um, by around five seconds. He lowered it from 341.83 down to 336.41. And he sliced an amazing 14 seconds off the 400 IM world record, which stood at 812.94. And he brought it down to 758.08. So well done, John, on terrific swimming and best of luck for the rest of the competitions this year. Then we had Erica Braun from um, America who went up to Quebec for the Canada Nationals, which were short course meters. And she followed on with the success that she had at US Spring Nationals by breaking the world record in the 100 free and doing a blistering time of 58.44 and also the 100 IM um, in 107.44. So congrats to Erica. That's terrific swimming. And the third individual I really wanted to highlight this week was Carlin Pipes um, from America, but now residing in Hawaii, who travelled over to Tunisia for the Open Masters Championships. Uh, they were held in long course metres and she broke her own 200 backstroke world record that she got a few weeks ago in Canada and also got the 50 backstroke, which she lowered from 33.86 down to 33.82. Absolutely terrific swimming from all three of those swimmers, Erica, John and Carlin. And good luck for their swims for the rest of the season. And I wanted to remind you that all three of those swimmers have been past podcast guests. So if you want to hear how they do these swims and break these world records, have a look back at those past podcasts and have a listen and see what they say about their training and their preparation and the way they go about it. And I think you'll find some really good takeaways from those three podcasts. As promised earlier at the start of the show, I just wanted to put in two training sets from our recent podcast guests. First one from Andy Donaldson, who's winner of the Rotness Solo Ocean Channel Swim. And this set is great for open water swimmers. So have a listen and see if you'd like to try this in your own training. 3300s. And it was one on 350, one on 340, one on 330. And it was technical in the way that we had a lane each and every 50, we had to change lanes once. So swim under the lane rope midway through. So we had to do that once every 50. So what's that, six times in a, in a 300 metres. And we had to do head-ups every five strokes. Right, wow. And so there's 9K of swimming like that. And getting down to those free 30s, when you're having to do that and you're having to swim under the lane rope and you've got all these curveballs thrown in, um, in addition to, you know, head up fives, which is quite demanding and, and taxing. It was um, one of those F um, sets that I just think, I have no idea, looking back, I have no idea how we did that. Thanks to Andy for sharing that with us. And if you'd like to hear more about Andy's training and lead up to all his big ocean races, you can check out the podcast with him, which appeared about two weeks ago. Now, at the start of the podcast, I mentioned that I wanted to share a tale of caution. Um, but as I said, not a tale of woe. So it's no secret that I'm from Australia. And as any adult of my generation would tell you, we spent a lot of or a huge amount of time in the sun growing up. 
um, in summer at the beach, all year round swimming outdoors, skiing, working outside as a PE teacher as I got older. Much of that was without sunscreen in the early years. And even when we became aware of sunscreen, um, we probably didn't take it as seriously as we should have. And I never used it over winter when the UV can still be damaging to the skin. I never used it in winter when I was skiing or in the water, which has got the highest reflection factor known. So two years ago, I had a small lump on my upper lip that would never heal. And it was annoying and I kept thinking I should go and get it checked, but I didn't. I kept knocking the top off and it kept having a little scab on it. Um, I was out swimming one day and a fellow swimmer who's a doctor urged me to go and get it looked at. And yes, it was skin cancer. And they said, the best one to have. Um, I don't know whether there really can be any best one to have when we're talking about skin cancer. But anyway, it was a BCC, which is a basal cell carcinoma, and which is a contained cancer that once removed doesn't spread. But it still required a pretty big surgery with 28 stitches stretching from my lip to the outer side of my nose. It left a pretty big scar which I can see all the time. Others are very kind and tell me they can't, but I know it's there. And it was a pretty painful sort of procedure and a bit of, you know, a long, a long time out of the water once again, which didn't do a lot for my mental health and a, a long recovery from it. And then recently I've had another two BCCs on my nose and this time with a different treatment approach, but it's taken four very painful nose shaves to remove it all. Um, I've now got the all clear though. Now I'm not putting any of this out into the pod universe for sympathy or any comments or anything like that, but more as a cautionary tale to check your skin. Any small change or new bump deserves to be examined because the good news is if it's caught early, it can be removed entirely. And it goes without saying that the catch cry of summer, particularly in Australia, is slip, slop, slap and seek shade. But I wanted to add another thing to that catchy little slogan, and that's get your skin checked regularly. I'm certainly going to be doing that from now on. So that's my little tale to digest. I hope you don't think I've been too self-indulgent with sharing that. But really just a public service announcement for all of you master swimmers out there. And I know a lot of us swim outdoors. And probably what we're doing now is, is absolutely fine. It's what we didn't do when we were younger. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of TST Quick Splash. I certainly enjoy bringing them to you as much as I hope you enjoy listening. We've got a wonderful episode of Torpedo Swim Talk coming up this weekend. So if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, that'll drop for you on Sunday. And in the Southern Hemisphere, that'll drop on Monday. So look out for that. Great guest. And I think you'll find it very, very interesting. Till next time, happy swimming and bye for now.